Timon is to Oliver what um, uh, Alfred is to Batman. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like an old guy who sasses Oliver a lot. Did you just make yourself Batman? Yes, yes. he did. Uh. <laughs> Casual Batman. Yeah. And we all have quasi-pop culture references. Hooray! Yeah. Welcome to the Explorers Club. Please take a seat. Yes, yes, yes. I know the view is great. Nothing less for such promising applicants. Now, now sit down. Please relax and get ready for a history lesson that nobody wants you to know. Baldur's Gate. The biggest city on the Sword Coast. A hub of trade, commerce, and wealth like no other. But it wasn't always this way. Cities are built by the people who dared to dream, and Baldur's Gate is no exception. And yes, we're all proud of them, but that's in the past, baby. We're living in the present, and nobody gives two shits about who built this city anymore. What we do care about is who built the empires that make us coin. Look beyond the veil that popular culture has pulled over your eyes and learn that the true puppeteers hide in plain sight. And only the people who find them are the ones brave enough to just reach forward with their eyes closed and take a dive into this swamp. We only let the most prestigious applicants into our ranks and trust me, you wanna be here. High society is a shit so, and you have a seat in the front row of the balcony to watch this city burn to the ground. Well, figuratively, of course. Brute strength gets you nowhere this high up in society, and remember, we brought you here for a good time, not a long time. The camera zooms in on a gnome. Uh, Doyle, what a... What does Doyle do on just a just a normal day? Yeah. Uh, I am out foraging. I uh, for sure have a bucket with me. Um, picking up mushrooms. I'm probably doing a lap around kind of like the nearby foothills. And then at some point I'd like to hit up the coast or the pier or anything like that. Try and find some mussels. Maybe make a nice uh, oyster mushroom stew a little bit later. Has the uh, appropriate mouthfeel that I'm looking for. Just uh, extra chewy and doesn't go down easy. Yeah, and uh, as as you're like on the coast, you're you're picking around for, for some mussels. What does Doyle look like? What, how, how is he dressed? What is he, what is he about? Um, D- 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 Doyle's a man of the earth. Sorry, a gnome of the earth. So he's he's got a, a pretty buzzed cut, pretty clean shaven face. Um, he's got this, you know, nice big green like traveling cloak slash robe that he's happy to tie up. But he doesn't want to deprive anyone of the view. So he usually has it open. And then he's got like his very low cut tan undershirt on. He's got his brown boots or, or his uh, brown pants pulled up real nice and tight. Um, he likes to say that he's uh, short because all of his height is in his uh, voluptuous behind. Um, and then he's got some uh, nice nice big brown boots. Um, he actually really loves the color tan. It is his favorite color. Um, so yeah, he's he's man of the earth. He, he's, he's walking around. He, he loves finding little delicacies here and there, eating up things where he can. Um, and he's kind of made his living and his um, life is just communing with nature. That is his druid background. Um, so he has been a mountain folk for quite some time. 
And yeah, he just understands that, you know, humans are going to want to spread and create more bigger cities. But that doesn't mean that the people out in the wilderness don't have any less of a right to be there. So he's always kind of going back and forth, acting as the mediary. And he's just really good at making sure that whoever he's talking to feels like they're the one in charge. They're the one getting what they want. They were here first. What they're doing is the right thing. And somehow he's always to just get them to kind of shake hands and, you know, Doyle's things moving. Doyle's done pretty good for himself lately. He's been, you know, contracted out quite a bit with Silver Shield Industries, which is a major player in the Baldur's Gate uh, masonry and stone business. They are, have huge, huge government contracts. They built a lot of the walls. They built a lot of the castles. And uh, tell me a little bit about your your most recent project for them. Uh, for sure. Um, I got to go out to the Stormhorn Mountains and kind of just was able to clear out the, the locals that were there. I mean, there were various tribes of like goblins and hobgoblins that were seeking shelter in the caves that had clearly been there for a while, but they didn't have a good food source. So, you know, I went in, showed them, hey, there's all this stuff out here in these woods. It'd be clear from here. You can come back here during the stormy season. That gives us a couple months here to try and get in, get these resources, you know, found a troll in there. Um, she was not happy to leave, but we had a very hot and heavy relationship for a little while. And then um, when we broke up, she just left town. It was terrible on both of us. We both feel it. I miss her every day. Um, but no, kind of, kind of went. What was in. her name? Uh, her name was Agatha. Agatha. Oh, yeah. God, you're. You're. God, I just got to write that down here really quick. You're. you're so <laughs> that must have been really hard on both of you. It. It. It was. <laughs> I just. I have an uncanny ability for strong, um, uh, upstanding women to just. Lust, lust, lust after short, short old Doyle. Um, <laughs> short old. Um, so yeah, it, 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 it was a, <laughs> it was an impressive and amazing time. Uh, she helped me out a lot. We cleared out a whole bunch of things and, um, but no, I appeased her, but it went south real quick. She had all sorts of demands about my lifestyle. It didn't work out. Um, but yeah, w was able to kind of clear out this mining site was able to be like, make sure that also the correct mining tactics were employed. It wasn't just come in, frack everything, take it all out. So all of those caves will eventually become, you know, shelter in the rainy season, like the people that I had already gotten out of there safely. But hopefully it's also going to blossom into, you know, a nice underground mushroom den, have a new local food source. We did find some water down there. So that'll be a clean running supply for some uh, other uh, beans at some point so it's uh it's, it's all about giving back keeping it all holistic mm. you know making sure things are natural building affordable housing that's very mm -hmm, noble mm -hmm. of you um it's uh yeah and as as you were reminiscing about agatha uh while you were picking picking food uh why don't you roll me a perception check please uh 21 that's pretty good so it's good first roll as a as you're kind of uh, reminiscing about breaking poor old Ag's, Ag's heart and uh, getting dinner, you you hear you hear some heavy footsteps behind you. Clomp, 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 and uh, and they stop about about five five feet away. Uh, I I think I'm just gonna whip around. But Aggie, is that you? Oh, you're a horse. Hello, horse. Oh. <laughs> Uh, who, who's on top of the horse? Because I assume it has a rider. <laughs> yeah, and as as you look up, you you see this this uh, this figure riding riding this horse, just silhouetted against the sun, and it kind of hurts your eyes a little bit. And you, you can tell that they're looking down, and they and they hold out th this parcel. Mister Charleston. Um. Y y y yes, that's that's me. Delivery? Do you mind? Yeah, just throw, just throw it over here. I can't really get up to you. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, no, I got it. And, uh, just, I'll, I'll, I'll like offer a mushroom back, like one of my, my, my 
precious toadstools that I've collected on, on my journeys. No need! Thank you. The master wanted you to know that you have been really well for the company this quarter. Oh, is this from Entar? Entrar? Entry? I... We didn't talk much. It always astounds me that somebody who is so valuable to our establishment has such trouble remembering the names of his employer. I re <laughs> I, I remember the name. It's it's the pronunciation. I'd like to just make sure to get it right. Silver Shield's just so easy to to, to say. I want to get the proper decanter of of the voice going. Well, I would advise you that you um, practice up before Friday. Uh, excellent. Do I need to sign anywhere or to just refuse the tip? Thank you. He's, he is already bow. riding away as, um, as you're bowing. And just you can hear him just like muttering under his breath. I can't believe we would. I can't believe that Entra would invite somebody like that to the retreat, and he doesn't even remember his name. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm just gonna sit on top of my bucket then, and, and and like undo the parcel, and like take whatever string came with it, and just like wrap it around my wrist for later. I'll go ahead and neatly undo everything, and like fold up all the packaging or envelopes, and then uh, open up the parcel and see what is there. Yeah, and out. Out of the parcel falls two things. First thing is is heavy. It is a solid, looks to be like a solid silver coin that is about three or four inches across. And embossed on the front of it is a shield that is divided up into quadrants, four quadrants. And in the top, top left and bottom right, there is an E and an S respectively nice nice and and as you hold it in your hand you feel it vibrating slightly and it's a little warm to the touch just give it a quick lick <laughs> what, hello what the fuck is a taste check <laughs> constitution yeah okay yeah you're yeah, right for real. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah i can I, I can give you a con roll <laughs> Yeah, give me give a con uh, save. 11. Like, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I think it's a con save actually. Still 11. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, and it's it's just like you know that like taste of like of blood that you get when you lick metal? <laughs> That's what it tastes like. It is metal. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, cool. it is it is 100% metal. <laughs> Nice, nice. Yeah, it's it's. It, but like when your tongue touches it, it's like, what the fuck is this vibrating? <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and I think that's when I like knock on it. <laughs> Hello. Just go ahead and hold it up to my ear. Silence. Huh? Yeah, put it in the bucket and see what else kind of came out of the parcel. <laughs> and there, the only other thing in the parcel is a letter written on stiff cardstock emboldened em, embossed emblazoned 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 nailed it all of the above emblazoned on this thick uh, this this thick piece of cardstock emblazoned with the official crest of Silver Shield Industries your current employer reads dear mr charleston once again, you have my thanks for your hard work in securing the site of our quarry in the Stormhorn Mountains. The Skullcrag Mining Company has been trying to secure a site in the region for years, and thanks to your hard work, Silver Shield Industries will be the ones to extract the finest of ore from the mountains before anyone else has a chance. And as a token of the company's thanks for making sure that none of the Locals were disturbed while we drilled into the hillside. I would love it if you came by the estate on Friday afternoon for a celebratory weekend of fun. 
Obviously, you will, re you will be representing the company while you're here, but let your hair down a bit. Uh, we wouldn't be where we are today without you, and I want you to have a little bit of fun. Like, swing by after you finish presenting Silver Shield's proposal to turn our old quarries into affordable dwellings for the unfortunate on Friday. We will see you soon. Thankfully, yours, Entrar Silver Shield. You read that letter, and you are in in the middle of uh, in the middle of the, uh, the the bank of this of this river. Uh, how, how does that make you feel? Kind of excited. Uh, fancy people usually means fancy food. There's going to be tons of people there. You know, this was a big contract I finished, so you know, the time for work is is opening back up. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty. I'm, I'm trying to plan my gift. I, I've had some mushroom wine brewing. I don't know if it's going to be ready yet, but I'm going to try to uh, to to go back to the to the caves that I stashed it in and going to try and pull that out. So you know, um, yeah, no, I'm I'm thinking about like what is going to be my best attire for this. So I'll I'll, I'll fashion some sort of like a bolo for myself, probably with like the old wrapping from the parcel. Yeah, I, I was gonna say, do you have anything fancy enough for like a no. like like a high society gala type event? <laughs> no, no, I might try to come up with some sort of uh, bouquet to give to the host of some kind, um, or maybe even just like a a nice string of flowers that I'll probably like clip on to my deep V, um, just as kind of like <laughs> some sort of decor. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think that's going to be the thing is I'm going to take the string from the parcel, tie it onto the strings, and then as I go, I'm going to start collecting various flowers and start making like a weird garland that's just like a weird flower tie that hangs from my deep fee. You know, start getting ready. Although it's at the end of the week, so I'll, I'll probably wait to pick the flowers like Thursday night. Totally. And as you start picking those flowers, the the camera starts, starts zooming out as uh, Doyle Charleston... Uh, is happy he's invited to a gala and he's uh, figuring out what he's going to wear. And the camera starts starts zooming in on on a high elf in a very, very swanky abode. Uh, Ernestine, can you uh, describe uh, your, your digs? <laughs> My digs? Uh... <clears throat> Ernestine, uh, she lives, I, I think she lives in the middle of town. She, she wants to live close to activity. Um, she has like a, a lofty, uh, she's probably got like the highest apartment you can get on, on whatever a complex in this uh, area might be considered. She has big, tall, wonderful windows with little balconies that are just have tons of vines and flowers flowing over the side. It's very picturesque, a little bit uh, what I assume the ritzier side of New York has entailed. Mm, like Upper East. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, lots of uh, lots of fancy like marble going around. A lot of uh, the richer the richer end of things uh, is is in decoration. She's not super big on like gaudy stuff there's not like gold filigrees everywhere or anything but uh it's it's uh classy digs yeah and uh can you describe ernestine like what a who who is she what does she look like and you know what is her occupation indeed uh ernestine is uh as you said a high elf she has lovely long brown hair, green eyes. Uh, she's a pretty copper skin tone gal. She's, uh, I guess, tall for a person, but not like super tall. Let's see. What else? What does she do in life? Um, she uh, is, uh, well, she's a writer. She is a, a mystery writer, actually. Um, she's had a bit of a career up to this point. Um, she originally was writing fiction, and one of her books was uh, turned into a horrible, sappy romance play that she absolutely hated. Um, so she quickly f switched over to writing mystery novels, got a whole new pen name. She just doesn't, we just pretend that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as part of her daily life, she obviously makes time to read and to write. Her morning this morning probably involved a, a, a nice breakfast, got something um, tasty going on. Uh, her assistant probably 
made it, brought it to her, and she's kind of just been sipping on coffee since, like, the start of the day and has just been mainlining it all day long. <laughs> oh, of course, as as any good good writer should. Yeah, only healthy habits here. <laughs> and I think that what, what happens is that as you're mainlining some coffee, your assistant walks in. What's your assistant's name? My assistant's name is Alexis. <laughs> she, uh, yeah, uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and um, Alexis walks in. Um, Miss Miss Carol, the um, the mail, the, the mail's here. Uh, great. Uh, anything important in there? Uh, why don't you roll me a perception check? Oh, and we were talking all about prepping our dice before this, and I didn't find the die of the day. Uh-oh. <laughs> what is my perception now? I don't even know. Um, Character sheets are hard. Great. They are so hard. That's a 17. Yeah, and you instantly see it. It is that same envelope that that you get, and they are always addressed to Robert Castle. <laughs> You see Richard? it, right? Richard, Richard Castle, Richard Castle. <laughs> yep. Yeah, nailed it, Mister Castle. <laughs> you got it. It's chill. Well, like the best thing about it is that everywhere that it's written down, it's written down right. I just fucked it up. I I believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, you you spotted a mile away. It is a package that uh, is you, you can tell that it is uh, addressed to the board members of Silver Shield Industries. Oh, fun. Great. What do they want? Oh, uh, I mean, it it has to be fun, right? I mean, this is this one's a little bit heavier than normal. Heavier? All right. Take it from her, I guess, and pop it open. Uh, and out out falls a silver coin about 3 to 4 inches in in diameter, exacting you know, exact same description as Doyle's coin. It has a shield broken up into quadrants. Top left is an E, bottom right is an S. And as you open the letter, the tone is a little bit different than than the jolly entrar that usually uh, writes the board members of Silver Shield Industries. And it reads, Dear esteemed board members, it is my great pleasure to announce that Silver Shield Industries has reached record profits this quarter. Thanks in part, to the generous amount of investment from key stakeholders, namely Richard Castle. Mr. Castle, thank you for the trust that you put in Silver Shield Industries. And to the rest of you, I would like you to look at Mr. Castle as an example of an individual who knows how to be at the forefront of business at the highest level. As a token of how the company takes care of its esteemed investors, Ernestine Carroll, Richard's proxy, will be joining me in some of the highest, and joining me and some of the highest society for a retreat at the estate. I'm disappointed that I can only extend this offer to him, so please take note and be prepared to actually show up next time the company asks for help. In fact, in the spirit of friendly competition, I've invited a couple of competitors on this retreat, and if I like what they hear, you all might just outlive your usefulness. Sincerely, Entrar Silvershield, CEO, Silvershield Industries. How does that go over? Ernestine is both flattered and uh, concerned, I think, <laughs> based upon <laughs> exactly how that letter went. Um, while she very much appreciates uh, having a contribution acknowledged, I don't think she agrees with the degree to which it was acknowledged <laughs> and the looming threat <laughs> against anybody else. Uh, but, you know, she'll take what she can get. I think she knows uh, the individuals she's investing with uh, well enough at this point to be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> drama, drama. They want money. And uh, you know, it's and if who else who else to ask then, you know, the head of the the one of the the most esteemed members of the board of directors. 
How would you uh, go go about preparing for for this weekend? This weekend of, of fun, of camaraderie. Of... This weekend, fun. Well, I am uh, going to have Alexis pack my bags with some uh, variety of uh, appropriate wear for what I assume is kind of like a countryside getaway. Yep. Yeah. Think. Uh, yeah. Think. Think wine. Wine country type. Perfect. She'll pack something for nice evenings and maybe some like equestrian activities or something like that. Yeah, that's, that's probably smart. Yeah. Just you know, she'll have like eighteen cases for two days away from home. Love it. Yeah, I think she's got, she's probably got some correspondence she's got to deal with before she heads off, um, as well as uh, any sort of quick housekeeping she might need to do in a like logistical sense, not in a literal housekeeping sense. Mm -hmm. um, she probably has some securing of stuff that she does anytime she uh, leaves the house for longer than like an afternoon. Totally. And as and as you're securing the house and packing up your bags and Alexis, Alexis, where yes. the fuck are my notes? Nailed it. Alexis, the, the camera zooms out as Alexis is, is loading up the carriage with just like bag after bag after bag after bag after bag <laughs> of just stuff. And she and like she she really likes you. And she's just like, oh, Good. that. That Ernestine, <laughs> I, I I wonder if she's gonna be gone for like three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> See you Monday. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and and the camera uh, pans uh, zooms out as you're getting into the carriage to head over to the Silver Shield Estate, and the camera does one of those things where it zooms out to a top-down view of Baldur's Gate and just kind of. Shifts over a little bit, and uh, it shifts over to the Church of Thoth, and then it zooms back in as uh, <clears throat> we see as we see a, a man of the cloth. What is Vader Bruin doing on a normal, a normal you know, Wednesday Thursday afternoon? On a you know midweek afternoon, probably um, has finished doing whatever rounds of visitations he may have needed to do, and is now back at back at the church, making sure everything is orderly and in place for uh, choir services this evening. Uh, checking in with keepers who you know tidy the church and and do all of the uh, you know janitorial work, things like that. Making sure everything is uh, up to snuff. Possibly uh, slipping into the into the uh, kitchen attached to his quarters in the back to see if his housekeeper has uh, baked any pastries that he can snitch without her noticing before he uh, heads off to uh, walk the grounds and just be available for anyone who uh, needs to speak to him. Maybe maybe he'll sit down and work on his homily, but seems unlikely. <laughs> As you're kind of sitting down... You notice Rashir, Rajshir Talbot, the the, the Archbishop. Uh, he's he's kind of walking by. He's been kind of muttering to himself lately. He hasn't really he hasn't really been himself. And as as he kind of walks by, why don't why don't you give me a uh, perception check? Certainly. I also realize because I didn't establish this that I should uh, mention that Vadabruin is a half orc. He is a very very tall clergyman, and it's a little bit odd to uh, see him walking around because he's very large and very quiet. <laughs> that is a an unnatural 20 on perception. Yeah, and as Rajshir Talbot is walking around muttering to himself, he seems a little distressed. You, you see a, a letter fall out of his robes and he, he doesn't see it as, as he just walks away. We'll scurry over and pick it up, take a quick glance at it. Is it in an envelope, or is it open? It is in an envelope that has been unsealed. There seems to be all of the contents still inside, which is uh, a a nice, hefty letter and something metallic. I'll take a little peek inside the envelope as I scurry off in the direction that uh, Retro Talbot went. Just kind of take a little a little peek at what this object might be. 
Yeah, and this this object, uh, you see it is a silver coin, about three to four inches in diameter. It's very, it should be very familiar to uh, to people by now. It has a, a shield embossed on it with, uh, it is divided into quadrants. Top left is an E and the bottom right is an S. Excellent. Yeah, I will uh, head off after him. Oh, Roger, I, Roger, I, I think you dropped something. Dropped something? Me? Yes, um, I think this, um, this was yours, wasn't it? I just saw it on the, on the floor. I thought it must have been yours since no one else is here. Oh. But forgive me, is everything all right? Why, Thoth, I... My child, I'm sorry, I... I have a favor to ask. Of course, whatever you need. There is, um, there's matters that the church is trying to take care of. I I am split on the matter, but I I just... And he takes a deep breath. He's obviously extremely troubled. We have to, sometimes in order to do good, we have to blaze trails, right? Well, of course. That's, uh, that's how we always proceed with our calling, is uh, moving forward in directions that others might not. Yes? Yes, yes, no, that is, that is, that is the way that we have always gone, and the path that I think that we will continue to take. Are, are you available this weekend? Well, I, I mean, I would have to find someone to, um, cover the service, but that wouldn't necessarily be difficult. I'm sure one of the, one of the lay council could take over, or I could ask one of the clerics from one of the nearby uh, institutes to come in. Perhaps one of the students at the university who's studying under our domain. Excellent, excellent. No, this is, um, this will be a great, a great opportunity for you. And uh, can you roll me an insight check real quick? Yes, I would love to. It's <laughs> a weird comment. Oh, I don't think I'm going to get anything off of that. That's, uh, that's a 10. As as he's talking, this like really does kind of like sound like something that um that could like advance your position in the church. You know, you pro you you probably wanted a couple more responsibilities, and uh, doing something uh, you know directly for the Rodshear is probably a great way to accomplish that. And he just he he looks at you. This one of our business partners is planning a gala and has requested somebody from the church attend. It would be my honor if you could represent the Church of Thoth at this event. Uh, cer certainly. I mean, galas aren't really my area of expertise, but I'm always willing to go and represent the church in a, in a proper light. That is all we can ask. Take this envelope, read it. It has, it has all of the details and if you have questions about anything that you read, just just know that we're making our own trails. And the church is going to be fine. Of course, the church is always fine. The church always stands, even if the people in it... Uh, you seem quite troubled by this. Are you sure this is... everything's alright? And when you said the church always stands at that very moment, he kind of like... <sighs> Let's just lets out a sigh and quickly composes himself. No, I'm I'm fine. Right. Well, I guess I had better go line someone up to cover the service this weekend. I'll uh, I'll read this in my office. Perfect. I have another meeting I have to to attend to. Someone's been waiting for me. And he he walks away. Make another perception check for me. That is a natural twenty. God damn. Which I think makes it a 22. I'm really sad. I'm burning all these better rolls now. It's <laughs> <laughs> not about the rest of the night. There's no insanity checks. You're fine. Oh, thank God. The one thing I never succeed at. And as you walk back to your office, you you see Rajshir Talbot close, close the door. And as Rajshir Talbot closes the door, you hear you hear a voice behind it. Oh, Rodshir Talbot. What a pleasant surprise. I'm I didn't know you'd be here. I'm glad I ran into you. And 
and that just fades away as you as as you walk back to your office. It's probably pretty cozy in there. Torches are probably burning. Oh yes. Coffee and scones always at the ready. That's why I lost my fighting shape after the wars. Too many pastries. <laughs> I'll do it to you. Gonna settle in at my desk, read this letter, and uh then probably write one to, you know, some young cleric that I know from the next town over to ask him to come cover for me over the weekend. As you open this letter, Rajshir Talbot, I hope this letter finds you in good health and that the last introspection ceremony went according to plan. It was such an unfortunate accident up in the Stormhorn Mountains with your temple. I, that's what happens when you trust someone else to build things you hold dear, am I right? You know, as a, a good sign of faith, huh? and to let you know how much Silver Shield Industries cares about the different pantheons in, in the Baldur's Gate community, let me and Silver Shield build the proposed orphanage free of charge for the Church of Thoth. Also happy to put in a bid for your new mountain temple with double the capacity, as I hear there are a couple other temples in the mountains that just seem to be suffering from either seismic risk or bad build quality, who uh, it would just be a shame if they just tumbled down. And you're lucky that your temple didn't have anybody in it. It was it was the the great work of our for, of our forward scouts, the, the team of gnomes who, who saved all of those people. But other companies, they don't have that. I'm also counting on the church's support in a couple large projects over the course of the next few months, and uh, I'm sure our partnership can be long and bountiful. If this finds you well, I humbly request that you attend a, a retreat at my estate this weekend. If you don't have the time, uh, I expect you to send someone in your stead as a token of the church's commitment to our shared future. Yours truly. Enter our silver shield. I'm gonna fold up the letter and just sort of sit back and uh, ponder that for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's it's totally just nothing's going on there. I'm sure. Yeah, perfectly fine. Nothing to worry about. Then how how would Vader Bruin uh, get ready for uh, for this event? Once I've done all of my church business, sent off my letters, I would go back to the uh, rectory on the back of the church and start uh, packing. Packing is very easy. I have one set of civilian clothing and one set of everyday priests wear and one set of fancy priests wear and they just go in a bag. <laughs> Probably about halfway through, my housekeeper Bridget shows up, gets very upset with me for doing my own packing and shoes me off into the kitchen to pack for me and then shoes me out of the kitchen because I'm snitching cookies that I'm not supposed to be eating because I'm supposed to be on a diet. Oh, of course. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so eventually I just give up on all of that and go uh, read in the garden until dinner. The camera pans, uh, pans out. What, what book are you reading? I am reading the uh, latest Richard Castle novel. Bridget doesn't know that I have it, so I have to read it in the garden when she's not looking. She doesn't think it's proper for a cleric to be reading such tawdry filth as secular books. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, the the camera kind of just like, I think it zooms in on the uh, by Richard Castle, just mark mark on the book. <laughs> and then And then it zooms out and we see a very nicely dressed human. Uh, Nestor, tell us about Olver. Where, where is he? What does his abode look like? And what is he about? Olver is uh, likely sitting in his office looking at transport routes right now. He is hard at work. Uh, Olver is a um, the owner of a small transport empire in Baldur's Gate. If you know his backstory, he didn't come from money. He was um, gifted a lot of uh, a lot of his uh, the businesses he owns now and has turned them into a small empire dedicated to transport um, of all sorts, whether it's uh, moving uh, people from one city to another or equipment or um, wares for sale. Uh, Oliver is is your guy. 
and he is sitting almost certainly in his very posh office on a shoulder-high leather chair, probably reading profit reports of some sort. How much money <laughs> did we bring in last month in the, in the time, and how much product did we move? Who owes us money, and how are we going to get it from them? Yeah, and uh, over like you know came 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 about his uh, you know his the companies that he owns through like totally normal channels, right? There was no no funny business going on, huh? So Over was born poor and was an amateur dungeon diver who came across a magic relic uh, and was 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 gifted his magic um, and by by um, D and D terms that he's a he's a sorcerer. The human sorcerer in discovering his magic he decided to use it in order to position himself in power uh by making friends <laughs> friends <laughs> mm -hmm. lots of nodding and winking happening mm -hmm. making very rich friends uh all of whom decided that he was the most apt to take over their companies and manage this empire <laughs> he sounds like a super honest businessman <laughs> you're you're gonna over is gonna fit in just great you have to understand over has high aspirations he has big goals he's a dreamer and he is not the kind of guy who lets anybody get in his way and though he may have gotten here by some dishonest means he intends to continue to grow this company by any means necessary. Goddamn right. Including honest means. <laughs> I mean, if he has to. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he is sitting in his very posh office reading profit, profit and revenue reports uh, on, on last month's uh, transports. Is uh, taking tally of who owes him money and making sure that those people know that they owe him money or owe the company money. Excuse me. <laughs> and um, and there is probably a fire in the corner, probably a glass of a really nice, you know, scotch in 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 one hand. He 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 knows the finer things in life now, and he and he enjoys them. He makes sure to enjoy them. Do you have like any like? suits of armor as like like what type of like decorations do you have around your office here's the thing over is also like a really smart guy right so he's he's very much not a type to keep a lot of valuables in his office because he knows that just as well as he got into this position someone could be vying for his position as well oh, totally. he doesn't keep any valuables in his office he has a very minimal sort of minimal aesthetic about him you know to Nice leather couches, a table, uh, a desk with a high shoulder leather chair. You know, I'd say the most expensive thing he has in his office is probably the scotch that he's drinking. Damn, that's some nice ass scotch, huh? Why don't you make me an an arcana check? You okay, fucking sorcerer. Oh, <laughs> natural twenty. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Starting strong, nice. homie. Yeah, you'd get get all these rolls out on character intros and uh, never roll them again after we get to the party. Boom. Thank, please and thank you. Yeah, and as you you instantly feel this dark presence right outside your office door, and you don't know how the fuck it got there, but there is something right on the other side of that door, and it is getting closer. I stand up, and and I just put my hand on one of my daggers and start approaching the door slowly to see if I identify or I can like expect what's going to come through the door. As you just get up to the door, the door is closed, and you can feel this presence pushed right up against the door, probably like four inches away from you. It's staring you straight in the face. It's this, this chill kind of kind of dread. And you know that any lesser magic wielder would probably be crushed by this. But since mm -hmm. you are feeling very, very resilient right now for some reason, 
<laughs> you 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 are able to to stand tall. Yeah yeah I, yeah we we get it. <laughs> for people for people who can't who will not be seeing this, he just showed his natural twenty to to the camera to the camera. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Got to flex on him somehow. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess. And you, f- you normally you would you, you, this power would be enough to like question if if you should be going through that door, but you feel great. You feel like you can conquer this power. You you feel like this is a power play, and that there is something fishy going on here. Okay, I walk back to my to my scotch, and I pull out another glass, pour a second one, put them back on the both on the table. And I open the door. There, there is a tall, high elf standing, standing on on the other side of this door, with flowing dark green robes, long silver hair that partially covers his ears, and you know he he's smiling with a kind smile that is just doesn't mask the fact that he is emanating this like weird dark aura of uh, of of power and he kind of smiles to you and Mr. Drin I'm so glad that I got you mm, oftentimes many people aren't happy to see me well I'm not many people that much is obvious I wanted to to meet you and, I put up my hand I put up my hand and and like pause him and I gesture towards the table I was expecting you Hmm. And he's he seems genuinely surprised. This can be good. I'm my my name's Entrar, and I um I run an outfit up on the, on the other end of Baldur's Gate, and maybe we can um maybe we could be of use to each other. I would like to take an insight check on this. I have I have a suspicion that this is not the real Entrar because I know who Entrar is, and I would expect that. He knows who I am. <laughs> yeah, why don't you uh why don't you roll an inside check? Get another twenty, Nestor. Flex on him with those new dice. You said it, you said it, I did it. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No, my actual roll was a thirteen. I'm just I just okay. wanted you to, to react. <laughs> God. But the drama <laughs> it's, it's, a 13. it's just cause it's cause he knows exactly what I'm gonna do. <laughs> in the uh, edited version of this, you will have indeed rolled another twenty. Yeah, if I edit it, it'll I'll roll another twenty. But yeah, I rolled a thirteen. <laughs> you can tell that um, that this, and especially with your good good arcana roll, this is an illusion. Okay, I I now feeling like I'm in a total power position. Sit down and. I look at him and I say, uh, you know, well, Mrs. Silvershield, it's a pleasure to have you here. To what do I owe the honor? I'm here to offer uh, an olive branch of sorts. And he reaches into his robe and pulls out a parcel on, you know, letter shaped and holds it out to you. Details are in here. I, uh, I take the parcel and, and look at him and I say, you know, Mr. Silvershield, one would think there has to be conflict in order to offer peace. He he sighs, leans back. <laughs> Look. I can spot a good businessman, good businessman from a mile away. Where there's money to be made, let's make peace. Yes, well, I can spot an illusion from less than a mile away. So, I look forward to meeting you when you're actually in front of me. And as as you say that, the the illusion just smirks and uh snaps out with uh wait Nestor, can you uh give us the pop that um illusions make when they pop out of existence? Thank you. Uh, and you are left with this envelope. It's uh, it's it's a little little heavy. Like it's got more than just paper in there, uh, and two glasses of scotch. 
Can we say that just for the purpose of the storytelling that I like magic the scotch back into the <laughs> into the bottle? <laughs> sure. Yeah. So you okay? Great. You, you you probably have like fucking mage hand or some shit like that. And I'll I'll open the parcel and find. Yeah, and uh, in inside falls out a silver coin about four inches in diameter, embossed with a shield that is broken up into four different quadrants. And the top left is an E, the bottom right is an S. Uh, it is very similar to the other three that we've already seen, but Over wouldn't know that, but you would, right? I would, and and then of course there is a uh, letter on. Over probably like uh, observes it, turn you know, kind of looks at it on all sides, and then just sets it down on the table and opens the letter. Dear Mister Drin, hello and well met. As you know, Silver Shield Industries is in the business of creating camaraderie through stone. From helping great cities such as Baldur's Gate bolster their defensive infrastructure to making sure even the smallest of pantheons have a place for their followers to worship. Silvershield Industries is committed to creating brighter futures for generations to come. I've been following your business for some time and I must say that you're an intriguing individual. Rising up in the ranks uh, from where you started to where you are now is quite the feat. Some might even say you have a gift for business. But obviously I'm not one of them. I know an opportunity when I see one and I know hard work when I see it. I'm having a small retreat this weekend at my estate and it would be an honor to host you. Food and entertainment and maybe a little time set aside to discuss the future of our two endeavors. I promise you, no expense will be spared. I insist that you join us. To the future, enter our silver shield. I stand up, grab the scotch, and yell towards my assistant. I want an assistant now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should have fucking picked to play a rich character instead of <laughs> instead of a regular an employee. Nobody forced you to do that. <laughs> my assistant's name will be Timon, and I will just uh, gently call for him, Timon. Prepare transport to the Silver Shield estate. What's Timon's demeanor? Timon is an old man. Okay. Who is calm and generally like Timon is to Oliver what um, uh, Alfred is to Batman. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like an old guy who sasses Oliver a lot. Did you just make yourself Batman? Yes, he yes. did. Uh. Casual Batman. <laughs> yeah. And we all have quasi-pop culture references. Hooray! Yeah. Okay, right. So anyway, yeah. So like, uh, Olver's never used magic on, on Timon. He's, they're, they're, he considers him his closest, if not only, friend. And Timon is like a calm guy, but sasses Olver when he needs it, puts him in his place, like reminds him that he's still just a young millionaire, <laughs> you know? Billionaire. Just like Batman. Jillionaire. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yes, Mr. Drin. Um, we can absolutely arrange that that transport no no problem. So is it um is a new new acquisition? Mm, perhaps a new partner. I guess there's only one way to find out. Partners? Be still my are you growing weak? Timon, if yes. you're looking for a way to remind me that I'm young again, you've aptly done so. I've taught you everything that, that you know about business, about strategy, and I've just never seen you to be the one to take a partner. Well, sometimes, Timon, I think that if we are going to take over the world, there's people we need and people that will need us. Uh, just, um... Don't forget about me. I'll be here. Noted. Can we be ready to leave by this evening? Oh, of course. Yeah, no, we can. I can absolutely do that. And you see Tim and just like sit down and pour himself a glass of your scotch. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, OK, with that, I will like pat him on the shoulder and just say like, enjoy, old friend. 
and walk away. Eight o'clock, be ready. It'll be packed and ready to go. Yes, sir. Uh, and the camera kind of pans out as as Olver uh, gets gets into the carriage, and you you start your journey across Baldur's Gate, and we are going to to say I know that I said eight p.m. We're gonna just like retcon that to uh, yeah, it's around it's around five p.m. as you start pulling up to the. Uh, <laughs> The uh, Silver Shield Estate. <laughs> there was a smudge that made it look like an eight. It yeah. was really was five the whole three. time. So we all got there by five. <laughs> yep. I'd We're like to show up three hours late. late. <laughs> <laughs> and as you pull up, you the the carriage stops at the carriage park outside of outside of these big wrought iron gates, and there is a small crowd of people standing in front of this massive Goliath. He just is towering over all of these people. And there is one of one of the people standing here is very small. And as you get out and start start walking over, you can hear hear this Goliath who uh, is who is wearing a very nice purple velvet suit. Uh, he is about eight foot tall. His skin is ashen white. He's showing his age, and the one interesting thing about him is even though he's looking old, dude is ripped. He has flowing muscles that you can see moving underneath that suit. Like, you would not want to fuck with this guy. To everybody else, you are standing in front of of this Goliath, and you you know his name to be Jonathan Hadley. And he he is one of the caretakers of the Silver Shield estate. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Silver Shield Estate. It is my honor to be welcoming you here to the gate. We have our we have our our, our last our last guest, the esteemed Mister Drin. Hello, sir. Good evening. Oh, you should pep up. Uh, this is uh, this is a time for celebration. This is uh, doesn't happen very often. The the company is doing fantastic. But does everybody have their um the little trinket that was sent with you? Uh, Any... Yes. Hmm. Neil's shield. <laughs> <laughs> Can I see one of them? And he and he holds out his hand. I will happily walk up and hand mine off. Yeah, and he he like has to like kneel a little bit to to like reach down to you as the tallest person here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, small. Yeah, and uh, Doyle he 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 grabs your coin. Oh yes, I, this is this would probably be good to show from an employee. Uh, and he and he taps the top of the coin. And you can see the coin like vibrate heavily in his hand, and the top left quadrant of the coin is glowing red. The quadrant with the E in it. Only on Doyle's coin. And he hands it back. These coins are special. Don't lose them. The uh the results could be <laughs> deadly. Are we playing one of those fancy cocktail hour games? Heard of these? Very interested, sir. Yeah, it is a it's a it's a game of sorts. It's just um, yeah. Looking at all of you, yeah. It's a, it's a parlor yeah. game. Competition is afoot. For a second, I forgot who your character inspiration was, and it all just came <laughs> rushing just came back to rushing me. Rushing back <laughs> so quickly. I don't know what you're talking about. So sorry. <laughs> Big yeah. turkey is here to play. Gobble, gobble, <laughs> y'all. Oh, no. <laughs> what? It's the most majestic of animals. I, um, I'm just looking forward to the next few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he just kind of, like, looks around, um, is there any questions? I mean, should, should there be? Where do we sleep? Your accommodations will be, they are, they are taken care of. They are going to be at, at the manor, of course. The, on, only the finest for the, the esteemed guests. And kind of in the distance, probably like 
know, a football field or so away, you you see just this towering three story like mansion villa, and John Hadley just like looks over, looks back as one of our guests. You, Mister Drin, you of course know that you will be treated to the, only the finest of of bedwares, the the best luxuries. We have you taken care of. While I appreciate your concern, I'm not exactly worried about it. I'm oh. sure that uh, Mr. Silvershield has made all the appropriate arrangements. Absolutely, of, of of course he has, and like I said, everybody will be will be taken care of. And just uh, if there's no other questions, um, dinner is in uh, three hours in in the dining room. Uh, feel free to explore the grounds. Uh, go check into your rooms, freshen up, mingle mingle with the guests. We have an eclectic mix of. High society here that I'm sure some of you may already know and love or not love. But, like I said, dinner's in three hours and you'll know when the clock chimes three times. What a convenient system. So dinner's at 3 p.m.? Yes. (laughs) No, dinner's in three hours and that is when the notification bell will ring. When you're this high up in society... Time doesn't have meaning. It's just, when is the next fucking time we eat? Uh, Time technically doesn't have any meaning as far as, like, nature is concerned. It was actually a construct invented by early sentient uh, humanoids to uh, go ahead and exchange the passage of time. (laughs) Ernestine is listening intently. This is fascinating. Mother is just nodding in agreement. Like, oh, someone else who's read these books. What is it from the the Druid Hawking? Was that his name? Wrote about time and construct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll rattle on about that for just just a wee bit. Yeah, and and John John like has already like walked away after getting you guys inside the gate, and he he closes the gate behind you guys. Cool, 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 cool. That's a big gate. Did, I thought this was a Friday thing. I have work tomorrow. Oh, it was my understanding that this goes all weekend. Right, right, right. Yeah, these Ooh. dues are usually a full weekend affair. Yeah, I've. You're uh, Yeah, no, new. totally. It's... Nope, totally been to a bunch of these. Just we partied oh. so hard on the first night that no one remembered the rest of the weekend. So I forget about the multi-day thing. Oh, I'm gonna go this way now. <laughs> I'll go ahead and just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Vader will just offer his arm to Ernestine very politely. Um, <laughs> Ernestine will, will take it and introduce herself. Ernestine Carroll, nice to meet you. Vader um, pleasure to meet you. I have no idea what I'm doing here. I got sent on request, sort of. So, um, well, looks like I'm going to be getting a lot of education on how the other half lives this weekend, I suppose. Oh, Vader, you're going to have a ball. These things are absolutely rip-roaring. Nobody pays any attention to anything. Dinner is going to set it off. Everyone's just going to get smashed, and then we'll be here partying all weekend. Ah, sounds delightful. That's not exactly your usual affair. Not for many years, no. Um, I'm not... I've had some experience before my time as a cleric, but uh, it's been a long time, so this ought to be rather exciting. Oh, do tell. What were you doing before you joined the clergy? I mean, I'm always interested to find out why people do, in fact, uh, bind themselves to the cloth, but... Oh, I I was a soldier for much of my youth, and then uh, just uh, reached a point where it didn't suit me anymore. And I uh, got very into, very into books, wanted to learn more about anything and everything, and turned me to the, uh, the path of knowledge. I'm the head cleric at the Church of Thoth in the middle of Baldur's Gate. You're always ah. welcome to uh, come by sometime. We're very low-key as far as churches go. Much more about knowledge and uh, learning than anything else. Oh, that's wonderful. I have quite a taste for books myself, but I'm more into sin and Satan than I am a oh. heavenly abode. Oh, uh, what 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 sort of... Uh, what path of books does that lead you down exactly? You're not like a necromancer or something, are you? No, 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 not at all. I only write. I, or, well. Oh, wonderful. Writing is know. one of the greatest gifts the gods has granted us. Uh, just the odd dribble here or there, but. Uh, wonderful. Yeah, it's fun. It's very fun to have that sort of outlet, you know? I'm glad that you uh, 
you partake in, in other things in life as well. Um, it could be wonderful to have a well-rounded knowledge of all sorts of things out in nature and, and stuff like that, I suppose. I quite concur. Um, shall we to the main house? Indeed. I will escort her up. Uh, and as you guys, you guys start walking up the uh, the driveway, uh, Doyle and Olver, what are y'all up to? Oh, I, I think I'm definitely like berating myself. Um, just like, come on, come on, get, get, get in there, Doyle. Like, you're, you're better than this. You gotta fit in. It's gonna be fine. Just keep walking away. Just keep going full Doyle on this, and just it, kind of beating myself up. And then with my gnome walking speed, I assume I will eventually fall back to the two of those two talking and just kind of as they pass me I'm just going to get those real big eyes and just like oh they're going to have the cutest kids oh uh, no no <laughs> Doyle oh no they're, they just fit they were making for each other no oh wait and, 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 and then I'll go ahead and just drag my feet as I think about Aggie the rest of the way up to the banner <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. I think that Olver probably only heard the part where he was beating himself up and he kind of walks a pace with him and says, you know, the truth is the only thing really rich people really care about is themselves. I'd say you don't have to try very hard to fit in here. Should I try to wash their hair? I hear that rich people have really nice hair and they keep it clean. I feel like if mm. I were able to do that You're for them, very, I could. Very, very strange gnome. I have heard of that before. How how big are you? Uh, like four three. So I'm 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 a bit on the taller. Uh, it is a little hard to tell. I do have wedges in my boots because I am very self conscious. I'm actually four feet. <laughs> Adorable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyway, Over says you know really rich people all they really care about is themselves. You don't you don't have to worry too much about fitting in here. Everyone oh, here I... is just worried about what their next dollar is going to be anyway. I mean, I'm also then, uh, looking for work. I mean, I, I just nailed a big contract myself. So, like, I I, under, I understand the stresses of those, but I am actually just most excited about dinner this weekend. Full weekend. I thought weekends were Fridays. I tend to work a lot on the other days. Was not prepared for three days, four days. Oh, dude, are Mondays part of the weekend here? I've I've heard that there are three day weekends. Does do those do Mondays or are those Fridays? Oliver starts to pick up his pace a little bit. I, 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 I will, I will start to jog as best I can next to him. And the camera just like pans, pan, pans back out on these four, four strangers walking towards this manor, and you know the view. There's something that the viewers can see that that the characters cannot see is that as the camera pans, pans up and out, there is just this dark foreboding pulsing cloud over this manor just emanating the most menacing aura Thanks for joining us, everybody. We are the Torpid Gaming Network, a variety streaming channel. We're live five nights a week at twitch.tv slash torpidnetwork. We stream tabletop games every Tuesday night, so feel free to stop in and say hi when we're live. Your cast for the Explorers Club is Lord Bonk, a.k.a. Bonk, a.k.a. Mark, Agent Maggie Carter, a.k.a. Christy, Lady Bedivere, a.k.a. Alondra, Pylos, a.k.a. King of Pylos, a.k.a. Nestor, and Sunsets Brew, a.k.a. Brew, a.k.a. Zap. You can also find us at Torpin Network on Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, or hop on our Discord to get directly involved with our amazing community. And remember, here at the Torpid Gaming Network, we do three things. We have fun, we get immersed, and we do epic shit. Thanks for listening.